You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm really looking forward to this year's Arts Madness Tournament starting in March. And in the hopes of making this year the biggest and best yet, I'll be releasing an episode every day from now until the start of the tournament as a refresher on all 64 different artists and artworks in this year's tournament. Check the links in the show notes to see the brackets as well as forms you can fill out to enter for a chance to win prizes. Since this podcast has grown and is no longer costing me money, I want to give back and I'll be using my February ad revenue to give away prizes. So please tell your friends because the more listeners we get, the more prizes I can give away. I feel like who art ed? Who art is? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and... Today, we're going to be looking at Christian Dior. Christian Dior is one of those artists who reminds me that what's left out of the story is just as important as what is included. When I first started looking into Dior for the show, I saw that he was born to a wealthy family. His dad bought him a gallery where he sold work from the likes of Picasso. He worked for a couture house during World War II, then set up his own house of fashion and was an instant hit revolutionizing the fashion industry from his very first show. I saw that and I thought, wow, I kind of hate him. The thing is, the single paragraph summary of a person's life and accomplishments tends to lose sight of the actual person. While everything I said there is true, there's far more to the story of Christian Dior. Really, there's far more than I can cover in this episode, but I'll do my best. Dior was born in northern France in 1905. Specifically, he was born in Granville, a seaside town, and even after he was a famous fashion icon, in every collection he designed, he would have a coat named Granville as a literally warm embrace, keeping him connected to his roots in the town where he was born. He was kind of a superstitious guy and had a number of different rituals he kept up throughout his life and career. His father owned a successful fertilizer business and wanted Christian to study political science and become a diplomat. Christian was far more interested in the arts, however, and his father did give him money to open a gallery, but it must have been bittersweet as the money was given on the condition that the family name not be used on the gallery. As the economy collapsed in the Great Depression, so did the family business. In 1931, his mother and his brother died as the fertilizer business collapsed. Without the family wealth to prop up his gallery, Christian Dior was forced to close it down. He found work assisting a couture designer in 1938 and then served as an officer in the French army. After the French surrendered to the Nazis, Dior returned to Paris doing whatever he could to keep his dreams of fashion alive. 
I can only imagine how agonizing it must have been to be paying his dues working for other designers, selling dresses to the wives of Nazi officers and collaborators who occupied his homeland, at the same time his sister was sent to a concentration camp for her part in the resistance. The Dior family was resilient, though. Miss Dior survived the camp, and after the war ended, Christian Dior opened his own fashion house. His first fragrance was actually named Miss Dior in a loving tribute to his sister. But it was his first clothing line that really made Dior a household name. In my full episode released in October, I was talking with the legendary fashionista and iconic art teacher Cassie Stevens about Christian Dior's iconic look from his first collection in 1947. Dior named it the Bar Suit, but the popular magazine Harper's Bazaar dubbed it the New Look. Dior's style was a huge departure from the World War II era trends, and I do mean huge. He used an average of 20 yards of fabric for his clothing, which was scandalous at the time. It took me a little while to wrap my head around this because I always thought like old styles as being conservative and making sure that people were covered up, so it was hard for me to understand why longer dresses would cause a fuss. But Cassie explained it to me, saying that during the Depression uh, and the war, clothing became more streamlined because of scarcity. Uh, She shared an interesting tidbit that flour sacks actually came to be printed with patterns because people would make their food, and when the contents were used up, they would use the sack to make clothing. In this context, the idea of outfits using 20 yards of fabric felt over-the-top and wasteful. Dior's idea, though, was to bring back the joy and indulge as the war was over and those who survived deserved to enjoy moving into a new phase beyond the age of rationing. His neatly tailored tops, cinched at the waist, and a flowing A-line skirt were not just a new look. They were the new look, ushering in a new post-war era. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.